Because I'm so pissed. This has never happened before. We've never recorded an episode and never, like... My input for some... My fucking Bluetooth headphones connect to the computer sometimes on, a, on their own. And Mind I know that with my, with my, uh, my earbuds. Was, what, say it again? Mind you that with my earbuds yeah. on my uh, iPhone. Yeah. Well, this is... Uh, so like it'll it'll I won't be able to get sound. Right. Well, I hit the button because I'm, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like oh, I hope it's not like messing with the sound. So I hit the input button, and all of a sudden everything just disappeared except for the music. I li- I put like music on first so I can line it up after in, in post production, and that stayed. But everything that me and Tom recorded all 36 minutes. Is gone. 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 Uh, I'm unbelievably, and it's late already. Yes. So, so we're gonna we're gonna get right at this, and I'm gonna start out. We're, we're gonna change up the way the format that we started because I need you to be happy. Okay. I'm so, so I'm gonna mad. ask you my question. I'm I had a question I'm, that I wanted to ask. I'm you. about Ciao. to smash this computer, but okay, this might be the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Joe. This is this is to see an honest answer by you, and this is all your opinion. If farts smelled like cotton candy, do you think people would be mad if you farted in front of them? Um, I'm about to fart in his computer. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh. I guess that's like, good. say you're on an elevator, and you just let one rip, you let a silent one go, and all of a sudden it smells like the circus. Yeah, you know why? I'm going to say yes, they would. And I'm, I'm going to say it because it's coming from the same place as a fart. It's coming from, um, you know, the asshole. So, okay. Yeah, it might smell like cotton candy, but it's asshole cotton candy. So now, I, would, you be, would you be as embarrassed? Yes. <laughs> so if you... If you <laughs> yes. It's still a fart. Because here's you know, here's the thing. Are you embarrassed by the, the sound or the smell? Because sometimes, like, if I, I, what I've noticed in my many, many, many years of farting, the louder the fart, the least likely to smell. Yeah. But the quieter the fart, the, mo- the more horrible the smell. So, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's what you're, everyone's most afraid of is, like, the sound. Okay, because it's you know, I mean not not so much now. We all fart in front of each other, but you gotta go think think back to school. Like someone farted, well we laughed, but like you know a lot of people are like oh ew ew, no one smelled it yet. They just heard it. Yeah. So I think uh, I would say yes. I think it it still would be embarrassing to fart in public, even if it smelled like cotton candy. So you wouldn't claim it? Well, if I farted and everyone heard it, then yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have no choice but to claim it. Uh, but a silent one, 
Uh, no, you don't I, think I, it would. You don't think it would make people giggle? Like all of a sudden no. you're on the, you're on the elevator, and all of a sudden it just it's it smells like the county fair, and you're just it like you who wouldn't get I, a good giggle. Like ah, who, who did that? Who who made who made a cotton candy too? Well, who am I with? Perfect strangers. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I would. I, I, I mean, maybe it could be almost like a, uh, you know, sometimes the, the, the louder the fart, the, the least smell, as you like to put it. You know, maybe if you had, a, like, a faint smell, you'd be like, oh, you, someone, someone. But if it was a loud one and you were just like, everyone, let's breathe this in. Let, let's, let's, all, let's go back to, you know, the, the circus days here. See, I, think, I don't know. I, think you're asking, I don't know if I'd be that offended. I think you're asking the wrong person. Now, the better question is, how would a girl feel about it? About farting in public if it smelled like cotton candy? That is a very good question. Because I could, that's, guys laugh at it, but girls are horrified by farting in public or farting at all. So well, I, you, you have these people that say that women don't poop. Oh, yeah, I know. They, I, guess, I guess so, but they do. So, I mean, I've if cleaned it, many women's bathrooms in my uh, in my career, and uh, my lifetime, I should say, and uh, they uh, they most certainly do poop, and sometimes yes. it's a lot worse in the men's room. Oh, I, I think women are much worse. Oh my god! When I uh, I can't even I can't even tell this because it'll give away where I work, but uh, I, I I was back in a prior job I had I uh, I had to clean the restrooms. This is many years ago in my early 20s. And I hated cleaning the women's room. Hated it. Because it was always worse. And it was even more, it was just disgusting. Because it wasn't just shit. I mean, some women look like they just bent over and just shat right on the walls, man. And then there's a, there's a tampon box in each stall. And that's disgusting. <laughs> That's fucking looks like a war wartime scene. Yeah, it looked like uh, the beginning of Saving like Private a field Ryan. Hospital? Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. But uh, yeah, I would ask a woman that. Ask your wife and see what she says. Oh, my wife farts all the time, so she would probably she'd probably giggle. In public, in an elevator with with strangers. Yeah, probably. Mm. For for his. Uh, as quiet as my wife is, and I mean, you, you've spoken like 12 words to her in the time that you've met her. She doesn't talk, but I think she would she would get a kick out of it, I think. I don't know about that. I don't know. But I, God, I thought I'm, that question would cheer you up a yeah, little no, from it, uh, it, it, it the disastrous a, uh, beginning of this show. It did for a split second, but now I'm, I'm staring at the screen where a garage band is like, Recording it, and I'm just like, you fucking piece of shit. Like, I fucking hate you. That's the worst, because it's hard to recreate the conversation again of the couple subjects we we uh, we did. Well, I mean, I guess if we're going to talk about shit and poop and all that crap, we might as well bring up football. It's back. It is. It is back. Um, yes. And uh, we have some fantasy teams. I know me and you are in a league together, and I'm in a um, I'm in a separate league as well. I'm actually doing uh, the ESPN fantasy. I think for the first time ever. I think maybe I did it with you once years ago when it was uh, I joined you on one of your teams in one of your leagues. Um, so this is probably the first time I did it solo. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, did you like your team that you? I mean, you drafted pretty low. Yes, we were. Uh, I believe 10 and 11. 10 and 11 out of 12. Uh, I did not mind my team. I my, I have a strategy going in, and I uh, I like to draft my running backs and my receivers, and I'll get like my a good amount of depth on that, and then I'll worry about all the other players. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think I did bad, but I, w- I was kind of thrown off at the beginning of the draft. I... Uh, I guess I could tell my story. I was, uh, sure, it was the day again? after the, the hurricane and there's a shit house that's up the road from me. Okay. And they, it sits on a hill and they have just a bunch of garbage in their yard. 
and all the rainwater was coming across the road. And as I'm driving over it, I must have hit a screw and not realized it. So I had went home that day and didn't think anything of it. The next day, I'm getting ready for the draft, and you know, I, I load up my car. I got my water. I got my uh, my draft kit, my pen. I grab my hoodie. I throw it in the car. I turn it on. The the low pressure tire um, thing is on. So I'm like, shit. So I get out. I check my tires. I end up having a flat tire. I'm like, son of a bitch. I run in. I tell the wife. I'm like, I got to take your your car to the draft. I, I'm like, I'm gonna be late. So I grab my I grab all my shit. I go to the draft. We get there and we're drafting outside. And it's it's a, a wee bit nipply out. Wee bit. It a wee was bit. Cold and I had my water. I had my draft kit. I had my pen. I did not have my hoodie, and I froze my balls off. Mm-hmm. It was it was ice cold out there. I was shaking. I was shivering. The gentleman that Joe is, he gave his lady uh, his hoodie. I did. But I said nope. I will I will suffer through this. No, that's and you wore you wore it for a couple of minutes, and then you graciously for, gave it back to me. Yeah, and I figured I was going to uh, load up on hot wings that will keep me warm. And while I was eating them, I was warm. But then, as soon as I stopped eating, I got cold again. <laughs> and it was it was a pretty miserable draft. Uh, yeah, it it was well me me uh, for other reasons. Um, but yeah, it was very it was very cold. Um, yeah, it was cool. Now, have you thought about suing the house that, uh, that popped your tire? No. I mean, <laughs> at this day and age, we could sue pretty much for anything, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, before we get to that, though, like, uh, so do you like your fantasy team? I'm happy with it. I... I think I'm going to have – it's going to be a lot more work this year because I do have – I picked the quarterback very low. I didn't get the maybe the quarterback I wanted, but I'm happy with who I got. I got Tua, mm-hmm. and I'm there's still a good amount of quarterbacks out there that I could take on um, on like a flyer for a week and just you know stream them for that week and, and kind of play it that way. And, and I'm all right with that. I'm not, I'm not a big – you know, I need to get uh, Aaron Rodgers or I need to get you know whoever my favorite player is. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys are like, you know, I'm a Packers fan. I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to keep him every week. I don't care if he's playing six tough defenses in a row. Yeah. I'm going to play him, and that's because that's my guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all right with kind of bouncing them in and out. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, usually, usually I'm pretty happy with, who like, my draft. Um, but this year, I'm I'm not happy at all. I I don't like the team I drafted. I um, I drafted Bar- Saquon Saquon Barkley first because he was at at number ten. He was the best running back out there, and he and he's a great running back. I mean, prior to last season, he was ranked like two or three out of the whole league, and you know he tore his ACL last year. So now him coming back, you know, running backs are when they come back from an injury like that, they, they can be a little iffy. It's like a pitcher coming back from Tommy John surgery. Like, you don't know how he's going to perform. So he's such an iffy first-round pick. But, again, like, he was the best running back right then and there. So I grabbed him. Because you never – I mean, he has the potential to be great. So I'm kind of hoping he goes back to how he was. Um, I, but I guess only time will tell. Other than that, like, it, you know, I hate drafting – I hate having – especially in the draft that long – I hate drafting either the first three picks or the last three picks because it takes fucking forever to get back to you once you're because like you'll go like you'll pick then the other two guys will pick then you'll pick again but then since it's a snake draft it goes all the way back to one and then it has to come all the way back up again so you're talking about what twenty picks or maybe yeah, yeah like fifteen twenty picks somewhere around there and it's a long fucking time. So, a lot of guys, like I think I picked, I drafted Aaron Rodgers by drafting. I probably, if I was number, if I was drafting seventh, I probably wouldn't have taken him. I would have taken another wide receiver because it's just because it would have came back to me pretty quick. But because it was so long, I'm like, there's no way he's gonna fall back to me. So I draft him. Then, meanwhile, I could have picked another wide receiver, which I really could have used. 
um, yeah. or another running back. And, and I got James Robinson as my second running back, who is iffy. You know, who knows? I mean, who knows how the Jaguars are gonna do this year, especially in the running game, because um, he's kind of hot and cold. I've had him in the past, and he's always been hot and cold with me. So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm a little disappointed in my ESPN league. I think I drafted a lot better. Um, I have two great running. I have Jonathan Taylor and David uh, David Johnson, who are two good running backs. So it, it's you know I don't know. Um, I did try and focus on younger players, especially in the later rounds. I got um uh oh god I can't I can't think of this. I'm so flustered right now. I can't even think of anybody's name. Um. I got uh, where is he? Oh, Trevor Lawrence from the Jaguars. <laughs> He's uh, he was the first round draft pick this year. I'm kind of hoping maybe, and since I got him so late, maybe he kind of would be like a lesser money to keep because it's a keeper league. Um, so I'm hoping he could kind of be like the future of my franchise. But I don't know. I guess we we'll see. Um. But yeah, overall, I was I was pretty disappointed how like my draft turned out, and you know, this is always next year, so whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, my my team's very young. I, I think out of all of my starters, they're all either rookies to third year players, other than um, Keenan Allen. See, that's, and that's Keenan Allen's. Yeah, he's he, my he's my lone veteran. Yeah, he's like your, yeah, he's your veteran. Uh, this is my problem with this league, and I didn't talk about this in a prior <laughs> recording. This league, like, I really wish this league would just like kind of like stay with who we have and keep it fucking going. I feel like every few years we redraft, we like we put everyone back in the bucket and redraft, and I hate that. I I really really don't like it because I want to like build a team. I want to build and, and like invest in like the future, and, and I feel like I can't do that because every two years, like oh, oh, everyone votes to redraft, so we're gonna redo it. And when we did this a couple of years ago, the plan, like how our league works, is um, you get fifteen dollars. Each team has fifteen dollars. First round draft picks are always like I think like seven bucks to keep them next year. So you have to keep. Um, First round is, is like say seven bucks. Every round after that, up until round like eight, is like six dollars or like four dollars to keep them. It's something along those lines. And then if you pick someone up, it's two dollars to keep them. Um, so you have to total fifteen dollars or stay under fifteen dollars to keep someone the following year and the years after that, and the price goes up. And I would like to just kind of stick with that because it, it makes things so interesting. For future drafts, but we keep reshuffling the deck, and it makes it hard to do that. Do you like that? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't like snake drafts. I hate snake drafts. Yeah. I like auction drafts because essentially you can get if you want and, and you want to spend the money and you're actually able to bid on them. You could get three first round picks. You could get the top three players. You could. You may blow all your money, but you get your top three players. Or you may be more conservative and go in the middle of the road. So it, it's to me, it's it's kind of it's more of a f- fair and even way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it was a snake draft, I almost would like to do a like a dynasty where it's your team. You have to keep them every year, and you would just have essentially a rookie draft. Yeah, and you know you'd have to kind of see how it goes with that. But, I, I, yeah, with this league, I, I was out of it for a few years. Um, essentially, when we when I was originally in it, I think, it was just kind of all of our friends. Yeah. And mainly, like, the ShopRite guys. And now it turned into more ShopRite guys, but ones we don't even know. Yeah, it's like the next generation. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, because it's the same league. That it was when we originally did it. It's the same, like, uh, whatchamacallit, the same uh, lineage. Because mm-hmm. um, if you go back and look, like, I, I was, a couple days ago, I went back and looked at our rankings from 2004. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who was in the league then, and so many people are not, <laughs> we don't even talk to some of these people anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if some of them are still alive. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. 
um, so, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the snake draft. I don't, I like how, I like the auction draft, and I, for years I've always kind of wanted and maybe thought, like, mold over, like, oh, maybe I should start another league for an auction draft, but I don't think, I don't think I can get that many people, and that's something you got to do in person. It's not like an online yeah. thing you can do, which makes it a little harder to line up, like, when people are available and, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, you were in my uh, you were in my football league for my job, um, and it just getting people together, getting people to stay consistent, mm-hmm. getting people to play every week. I mean, it's you, you almost really need like a core group of people and make sure that they're consistent every year because you'll get like even the league we're in, you're going to see. And essentially, let's just put it this way: for baseball this year, I'm in third to last place in the baseball league, I've not made one move. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I whipped honesty, your ass last even, week, too. I didn't like, even know I was in the league. <laughs> really? Yeah, I like... I, I remember uh, being told by Big Papa that, you know, oh, p- take your keepers, and I took them, and after that, I, I never even thought about it. Yeah. And up until... I got the uh, the thing for this league. I saw it, and then I saw that there was the baseball league, and I said, "Huh, let me go check it out." And I looked, and I, I was like, "I'm in third to last place," and didn't didn't make one transaction, didn't move my roster one day. So it was like uh, the funny thing is, you beat this. I think I played you. I played you three times this year. You beat me twice. <laughs> but this last one, I, I trounced you. I think it was like thirteen to two or something like that. So. Um, but yeah, and that's, I hate that. I hate when people, see, because like the way it's run, especially with football, is that like how we used to do it was, you know, the top six teams make the playoffs, but then the bottom four, if there was a, if it was a 10-team league, they did the super, the toilet bowl. And yes. the winner of the toilet bowl got the first round draft pick the next year. So it gives you something to play for. Now it's just, all right, top 14, it's just nothing. If you don't make the playoffs, that's it. And because then next year it's everyone, you know, draft all over again. You got to give some these people something to play for. If I'm out of it by week eight, I'm not paying attention anymore. Yeah. There's no why would I pay attention if I'm out of the playoffs and there's no chance of me making the playoffs? Like I'm not. Why bother at this point? I'm just starting a team, so like I don't even know why. And I. I and I really would like that to come back, but like the person who's running the league is like a friggin' uh, Nazi dictator, and he doesn't listen to this shit like that. But maybe I'll bring it up this year. I mean, I, I think that, you know what? We all have money in the league, and what I think should happen is maybe divvy it up by money. You know, if, you, uh, if you're in last place, you have to pay for, you know the food for the, the, the league, you have to, you know, make it, make it where if you lose, you have to do like a punishment. Yeah. And make it where, you know, like even the last four teams, like if you have, if it's a, like how we did it with the toilet bowl, you know, the top six teams make the playoffs, the bottom four. Now you, you each have a punishment and you, you at the draft, you pull out an or you pick out like your punishments yeah, you know, you may have to get a bumper sticker that says, you know, like. But so, but you know, those, I can see people like I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that, and I can name you names who oh, would yeah. do it. I think you got to have a. I mean, there should be something to play for when you're out of it, just to kind of keep it playing. Like, all right, you know what? Like, I might have had a shit season, but if I can win this mini tournament at the end, I can get the first round draft pick next year. And that's how, like, I don't know. I think that's. I think that was always a good way to play. It, and I don't know why that never kind of carried over. Because there was a couple years where I was commissioner, and then the the Nazi dictator screwed us over, and me and you bolted. Yeah, they NWO'd us. Yeah, so I'm not a big. Uh, I, I just, to me, I, I I love playing fantasy football, but. If when it turns into the snake draft, I just like I'm not as enthused for it. Like when I have my uh, I call it my big money league, mm-hmm. and you were in that with me for a few years. 
it, 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 that auction draft is exciting. I mean, it's. I it mean, is, you're you're, you're really. And everyone has a chance. Everyone has a chance. It's a clean slate when you're in there. Yeah. And here, I mean, it's almost. It, I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of the snake draft. Yeah. I never have been, and it just it is what it is. And I just do the league just for fun, but it's not you know, anything maybe, I'm thrilled maybe, about. Maybe I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe you know if we have a lot of if we have some time next year, I say me and you start an auction draft league. I think we have a lot of listeners who might be interested if they can have if they're local and they can have, they have time. We start our own auction league draft, our auction league team uh, league, and see how yeah. that goes. The Bulls in the Ring League. It, like I said, it definitely makes it a lot more interesting. It right. makes it, it it's more competitive right from the jump, you know. And even if you were to at the end of the season, I know, like unfortunately, with a lot of these um, sites, they kind of um, you know shut it down. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Um, we were talking about this at the draft that we might actually go to a different format instead of using Yahoo. I guess there's another website where it stays open all year and you could do off season trades and things like that. What's the point if we keep drafting the same people again though? And that's the thing. We need to keep the consistency because even doing this, you know what? If say I know I have the first round pick and maybe I don't want to pick anyone from that. Maybe I want to get the, maybe the sixth pick Mm -hmm. trading draft picks, trading players for draft picks. Things along those lines. I, I think that would make it much more interesting. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my that's my two cents. No, I, I agree to it. Uh, all right, so let's let's uh, let's. Move I guess on. there's something else we can agree with. What's that? And that is uh, things in the past should stay in the past, and. Especially when you have maybe made a name for yourself because of that. Right. I, I, I believe you're talking about the uh, Nirvana baby. Yes. Uh, his name is Spencer Eldon. Uh, Spencer was four months old when he was photographed by a family friend in 1991, drifting naked in the pool. Uh, the picture was taken to the Rose Bowl Aquatic Center in Pasadena, California, and will be used on the classic Nirvana album, Nevermind, uh, in the decades that followed. Mr. Eldon appeared to celebrate his part of the classic cover by recreating the moment for the album's 10th, 17th, 20th, and 25th anniversary. But he wasn't naked, so he can't sue for those. Um, what a crock of fucking shit. Uh, this this dude. This is a whining baby, right? I here. mean, absolutely. I think Spencer needs some cash, and that's what he's looking for because there's no fucking way he has a case. Now, when you when no. you celebrated this thing for the past twenty nine years, and then the thirtieth year, you're like, oh, you know what? This is that was wrong. What they did. They used me. I'm gonna sue. It's like such crybaby fucking shit. And whoever's representing this guy must like must be in it for like chase ambulances. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, it's a publicity kind of thing. Because I can't see this dude having any sort of case. And you know, if he was that offended, he did, what did you say, four recreations? Yeah, four. If he was that offended, and he did four recreations of it, and he did them all with clothes on, why didn't he go, you know what, back then when I was a four-month-old, I felt offended by that. You know, now I'm, I'm clothed, I don't feel it's right, but... When I was four months old, they exploited me. Why wasn't it brought up then? And that's where it just, shit like this just bothers me. And it, you're exactly right, Joe. It's This is about a money grab. This guy is probably hard up for something. Uh, you know, he's 30 years old now, probably has a shitty job, doesn't make any money. And now he's sitting there going, well, you know what? I can, I can essentially go with this whole cancer culture type mentality and say, you know what, I was wrong, this is, you know, child pornography, blah, 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 and it comes down to things like, you know what, I go to the, I go to the, um, Metropolitan Art Museum and I see a picture of a naked baby, you know, and now I'm offended and now I'm suing the thing, like, you, you can't, you can't do this, this is something that happened 30 years ago, you've 
definitely made a voice about it. You've definitely used your history of it to sit there and continue to exploit the cover by recreating it. And now you're going to sit there and cry wolf. It, it's just, it, to me, it's sickening. It is. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's bullshit. Again, he has, I don't think he, this guy has a case. When you're, in, when you're on the internet, you look this guy up on the internet, there's a whole bunch of shit saying like, oh, I have, uh, oh, I love, I, you know, I love being a part of history and all this other crap. And now this cancel culture comes into play and voila, here we are. Suing a band where the lead singer's been dead for almost 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I look at it and I just, I shake my head at how we are going to even allow this to make it to court. But again, we're in, we're in a society where you can sue for anything. Mm-hmm. And it holds, to me, it holds no water, it holds no merit. And, you know, it, playing devil's advocate, why wasn't this brought up years ago that this was exploited? Because you know what? It didn't matter. It was it was done, if anything, it was done as art. It was done as art. And now this guy's going to cry wolf. I just, I, I don't get it. I don't like it. It, it just shows the kind of shitty way we are as a society now. He, he looks more like an idiot than anything. He looks like a tool by doing this. Just because of the fact that he's again, you know, if he was thirteen and he came out and said, you know, like I, I don't like this cover, I don't support it, like I don't really want anything to do with this, he'd have a little more of a case. But just the fact that he recreated it a couple more than like, four times, <laughs> four times he even as recent as five years ago. I just don't see him getting anything out of this except for publicity and being ridiculed online. And again, it's not like this guy is a uh, has been in the news. It's not like this was, uh, you know, Elvis, you know, Priscilla Presley or whatever her name, Lisa Marie Presley, who said, you know what, my dad exploited me. I'm gonna, you know, I, I feel like it shouldn't have happened, and you know, being withheld money. This is just a guy looking for a quick dollar. Yeah, that's all it is. He needs cash. I mean, if you look at this guy, so he looks just, like to me, it's just it's for ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised this isn't brought up by any of these movements because, you know, they they just love to jump on bandwagons like this. And if this was a female, I'm sure it would probably be a different story because you would, you would have like, this Me Too movement and all this stuff, you know, this was exploitation, and but you're not really even hearing any of that coming from this either. No, because people think he's a moron. No one's yeah. supporting it. I've not read one thing where people are like, he's right. He's, 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 he's a dope. <laughs> he's a fucking mm-hmm. dope. I'm looking at a picture of him online what? with him. In the, he's at the same pool in 2016. He's posing with the album cover. You don't do that if you hate it. <laughs> exactly, you yeah. You don't do that. He has no case. Or you'd have a big hex through it. You yeah, know. I mean, really. It wouldn't surprise... I mean, it would surprise me, but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if like they like pull the cover or like put like, a different cover. You know, like something stupid like that. I-, I could just... I could see it happening in this day and age, but again, like he looks like a moron, and I don't think anything's really going to come out of this. I'd be shocked if it did. But then again... This country's bullshit, so what else is there? Yeah. Well, I guess you could say there's something else in the uh, the news in regards to uh, babies in the court, and that would be uh, the Texas abortion bill. Right. The uh, uh, Governor Abbott from Texas signed into law, the, it's called the heartbeat bill, and it's after six weeks when I guess you can start hearing a baby's heartbeat. They consider it now to be a human and you're not allowed to have an abortion afterwards and I guess there's like a large amount of fines for it um, and it's turned into this whole big thing and again abortion is a very um, hot button topic I would put it up there with guns is probably like 
the two most polarizing things in the news when it comes to you're for it or you're against it. And if you just go on social media now, it is all over the place with people just being up in arms about it. And I, I mean, it, it's even funny. And this is probably like the thing I'm most uh, shocked about is that you have, and I'm not, I'm not going to soapbox here, but you have women that have given birth and they're st- you know, after seeing the miracle of life and being able to carry a baby for eight months and, and having the joys of having a child that there are that there are women that are still for abortion. And again, I, I can't say I'm, you know, I have a skin in the game with it because I can't do that. Even though the Democrats would like to say that we're birthing people now, birthing persons, but you know, it, it I just find it weird that people are so polarized on this and they don't want to, even if you were to show them the the graphic nature of what an abortion looks like, they're still for it. And again, not to get on my soapbox, but it's just, it's, it's, it's such a, just a polarizing topic. I, I just find it very weird. And I think a lot of this is opening up, uh, I think this comes down to, and again, this is all a conspiracy theory by me, but being very much into the whole vaccine thing. And I think a lot of this is is um, going to be doing because you always hear about my body, my choice, and yeah. that is now from went from being the abortion uh, mantra to now the vaccine mantra, and I think that right. both political parties are using that as their their catch slogan to to run with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, for years, I was always kind of like on the fence about it, like about abortion. Um, but you're right. Like, like I, you see the heartbeat. You're right. Six weeks in at that point, it's not just a cell anymore. It's, it's a living thing. It's a living, it's a little person inside of you. And so, uh, I agree with you. Um, it's alive, and, and you're, you're killing a living thing at that point. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and then you have people going, well, you know, if it was outside the body, it wouldn't live. Well, it, the same thing goes for a that's friggin' not true. up to a two-year-old. That, yeah, that, that's, that's not true. I mean, there's been babies who, two months, you know, they, 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 they're born, and they're, you know, they're in the hospital for a long time. Some have lived. Yeah, I think a good, I mean, por- it, it, uh, not a good portion, but a, a decent amount have. And if that's not proof, like I don't know what is. And you know, again, not to get preachy, but there are ways of not getting pregnant. And unfortunately, I think that there's a lot of people that don't realize this that there are people that can't get pregnant, and that they would, they would die to have that child, and. I get if you made a mistake or, you know, there was complications with it, things along those lines, but maybe suffering for nine months and then having another family who could not have that kid have that joy of having a child. I I don't know. I, I mean, my stance is very uh, rigid on it and a lot of it had to do with kind of my, I guess my religious upbringing and just kind of the way I, I look at, uh, you know, babies being innocent and also being an only child. I mean, I never had that little brother, little sister type thing where it was like, I always wanted that. And I just look at it from maybe a different eye than other people. I just, to me, it's, I don't think it's right. But again, if you know, you're going to sit there and say, it's my body, my choice. Well, then the same goes for the vaccine. No, you're, you're right. right. You're, you're, I, I, I see your point. I see your point. I, and it can go both ways. Yeah, you know, and it, I, I'm not sure if I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in the past, but like our, when our oldest daughter was born, they, uh, you know, they said that she, she has a, she has a condition that um, 85% of the, of the embryos, whatever you want to call it, when they are born end up having down syndrome and you know, 
they even brought it up to us and they're like, you want to have an abortion, you know, because of the likelihood that, you know, 85% that this child could have Down syndrome, you want to have an abortion. And me and my wife were like, not even hesitating. We were like, absolutely not. You know, we're going to love this child no matter what. And hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that was really brought up? Oh, yeah. So what if I had Down syndrome? Yeah. It's still our child. It's still yeah, a baby. I mean, really, I mean, and they still live a long. They can live a long, healthy life. They, I mean, it's Down syndrome, but it's not. It's really not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing that can happen. No, I can't and believe that was I brought mean, up to you. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much on this because again, yeah. I've never spoken to my my family member about this. But he ended up having a a child born with Down syndrome and never knew about it. And I mean, I've I've met the the baby. He's not a baby anymore. He's probably like a toddler, if not even bigger now. Mm-hmm. But a happy kid. He's always smiling. I mean, granted, they're going to have hardships with him, but he's still a human being. He's still a life. I mean, and if anything, they're going to love that child. And they have they have another child. They're going to love that child, if not as much, maybe more, because of him being, if you will, special. Absolutely. And, I mean, you almost look at it and... I was listening to another podcast, um, and they said, you know, when you have a child with Down syndrome, they they're the ha- they're always happy. Like, Grant, they, they they always seem to have that that outgoing thing about them. You know, they may be down on themselves for a little bit. They may, you know, have you know behavioral issues, things along those lines. But for the most part, they're a happy person. And at the end of the day, it's a person. And I just find that, you know, when we talk about this, this, uh, Roe Ro v. Wade, I, I, I think it was, th- that was kind of where I think a lot of the whole liberal ideology came from that, you know, yeah. feminism and granted, I'm not, I'm not anti-feminist by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that kind of catapulted where we are now as a society where everything is, you know, put into this forefront of it being everything politically charged and I just a lot of it is just nuts to me yeah I, I can't get over that what that doctor said but because it's having Down syndrome is not, a, not like a death sentence I, I looked up um, I just looked up uh, Chris Burke do you know who Chris Burke is? yes uh, I mean if, you, if you're over the age of 30 you probably know him but uh, uh, life goes on Corky. 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 Yeah, Corky. He's still alive. He's pushing 60. Yeah. Still alive, and he had a, probably had a great life. Like, I mean, it, it's... I'm, I'm amazed that was said to you guys. I, didn't, I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. I knew about... It was, I it knew was the other stuff. I didn't know that question was, we, was brought you know, up. We both you. absolutely said no, you know. Yeah. And, hmm. I mean, luckily, thank God that, you know, she, she was born... Well, I mean, if you want to call her normal, I mean, she's a crazy kid now, but, she's you know, <laughs> she's normal, you know, it, she's normal. And it's, even if she wasn't, it would have, we would have, that would have been our cross to bear. That would have, you know, and whether you believe in God or not, and I mean, I believe in God, that would have been just, you know, that would have been something he gave to us to challenge us in our lives. I don't know. I'm not trying to get preachy on here, but, you know, everything was kind of, I think everything is meant for a reason. And if she was that, we would have dealt with it. You know, it's not like we would have, you know, shunned her or left her in the woods like they did back in the day. I mean, we would have dealt with the hand that we had. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I, I find it amazing that, you know, women... Especially, like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me and just maybe the stereotypes of it that women are nurturing and this and that could possibly do this. And, you know, there are mistakes, and I do know people who've had abortions, and some of them said it's the toughest decision they've ever made. They've had remorse about it. They've done this and that. And then you have other women that are like, yeah, I've had 12. It doesn't matter to me. It's like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Well, I find someone, it very if, weird. If someone has that many abortions, then there's something wrong with that person to begin with. 
you know? Yeah. But, uh, so. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a touchy subject. Um, but, uh, I, I'm gonna have to agree with that bill. It's, it's, you know, I, I saw my daughter's heartbeat, I think the seventh week, I think it was something along those lines. Um, and she, you know, she's alive and, and I couldn't imagine going through with that after seeing that, you know? Oh yeah. You're, and, and you're right. There, there are people out, I know people who tried for years have a baby and they would do anything to have one and there's people out there who are just like no no I'll have an abortion almost like ordering a milkshake at, at a at McDonald's like that easy of a of a decision and yeah. it's it's sad and, and it's disgusting so uh and for years I was always like you know I'm, I was always on the fence about it I never really kind of went either way I saw both sides of it, but, you know, after after having a kid, it, it definitely changed a lot of opinions I've had over the years, and that's definitely one of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I probably have said this on here. You know, I've always been um, anti-abortion. You have, yeah. Regist- I've registered when I remember being in, in our uh, – high school class when we have to actually register to vote. Yep. I put that as my political party. Like I've always just, I've always thought life is a good thing. And you know, especially babies, like they're the, they're the most innocent of, of beings. And for people to be that cold and callous about it, you know, people get more angry that there are, you know, kill shelters for dogs than there is for abortion clinics. Yeah, you know, people people would, you know, burn down a, a fucking animal shelter before they burn down a Planned Parenthood, and I just, I, I, and like with Planned Parenthood, that it's women's health. I, I mean, granted, they do do women's health things, but to me, abortion is not a woman's health thing, in my eyes. Right. To me, it's here's my thing about it: if you were stupid enough to not use protection. Like you got to live with like the consequences, you know. That's just that's just how I see it. Oh, absolutely! It's like you know having too many drinks and getting behind the wheel of a car. It's mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Climbing a mountain without a fucking safety harness. I mean, these it, there's a cause and effect that could happen because of actions. Mm-hmm. And to take it out on essentially the most innocent of lives, that just because you know you're not ready or whatever is to me, it's just not it's not a great option. You know, I just I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in my ways thinking about this, and I don't think you could ever really change my mind on it. I mean, obviously there are certain exceptions that even if I was king for a day. You know, obviously incest, you know, rape, but these, but those cases are so minute that, you know, I, I don't think it should be held at this, the same gravity as someone who, you know, had a one night stand and didn't pull out mm-hmm. or forgot to put on a condom, you know, to me, shame on you. Right. Yep. But. Uh, all right, well, let's, let's move on to something a little more on the comical side, depending on how you look at it. You mentioned you were king for, you know, king for a day. Uh, last time we were on, uh, a real king joined us, uh, the king north of the wall. Yes. Uh, he came on, he mentioned how he went to the doctors, and the doctor advised him, don't worry about getting a vaccine shot and all this stuff. Well, breaking news, the king caught COVID. <laughs> That's right. He has now been affected with the coronavirus. Uh, his wife kicked him out of the house, told him to take his purple box fan and his big blue dildo and to go to the Motel 6, where he is currently at. And he is, uh, he's holed up. He's like a prisoner in his own kingdom. He really, truly is. He, uh, so if you are listening to this, King, uh, get well soon. Oops. He's got nothing better to do. It's not like he can hang out with his family. He took his blackened <laughs> bourbon 
Metallica whiskey, his box fan, and uh, all his other assortment of uh, sexual things. And he uh, he's now staying in a Motel 6 somewhere in, in Cooperstown. <laughs> what I find funny is, is that he actually asked his doctor to get the, uh, I guess, the... <laughs> Oh, you bastard, you're laughing they at me. He told me not to get it. I listened. <laughs> but the fact that he wanted to get tested to see if he had the antibodies, and the doctor said no. <laughs> and then he gets <laughs> Like, a you week could, later. You could not it, write it, a better story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, if this isn't a King story, I don't know what is. It really, it's... <laughs> and if you're not a new listener to this and you don't understand who the King is, essentially the story we're telling you oh is his life. Oh, God. It, it couldn't get any more spot on that this happened to him. <laughs> I, I, I might have... He sent us a picture of, like, all his stuff on, like, uh, what, what is it, a gurney? Like, like, those things at the hotels you put all your luggage like on? U-boat. Yeah, uh, U-boat. He just, uh, it's a picture of all his stuff in the parking lot of the, hotel, the motel he stayed. I might use that as the picture for this week, just because. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, he's, I, I'm, he's doing all right. He's not, like, deathly sick. I mean, I don't, like, I haven't heard from him in a few days, I, I guess. I'm assuming he's still alive, uh, but, uh, he, you know, I think he's doing all right. I was actually going to see if he wanted to be on as, this week to see kind of like uh, uh, get an update so he can tell us himself, but maybe when he gets better and he gets let yeah. back in the house, he can do it. But, uh, I'm sure COVID's kicking the balls off of him. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck it's doing him. I, I do know one thing for sure. He is... Jerking off a lot. <laughs> I bet his his like uh, I would spice I, I would not take a black leg to that room. <laughs> that poor that poor that poor housekeeper. It's like coming that up the ceiling like guano. Than a fucking maple factory. <laughs> If anyone needs to dispose of a body in a great alibi, just throw it in that room. Yeah, I mean, god damn. There's too much DNA everywhere. The amount of masturbating going on in that room right now is just astronomical. You're going to have to go back to the doctor for a skin graft. Yeah. Oh, my god. Uh, well, get well soon, King, if you're listening. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't texted and said he's he's been released, so I'm assuming he's still in, in the room. Yeah, but I mean, I guess maybe he could take some horse to wormer because apparently that helped uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, did it? Ooh. Yeah, supposedly. Uh, I guess this was a big thing, and I didn't read too much upon it, but uh, I guess Joe Rogan, who has kind of been maybe a little outspoken on this whole thing. Uh, I'm not. A, I don't listen to his podcast. I'm probably like one of the six people in the world who doesn't. I'm one of them too. They're too fucking long, but and there's it, too many of them. It, that's the thing. It, to me, it's too long. I I can't invest that much it's, time in it. It's like it's like, I mean, it's like a Howard Stern show. Like if you, it's three hours long, like four days a week or some shit like that. I I don't I don't have the time to listen to that. But you know, I mean, that, it's it's just it's not it's not for everybody. It's not for me or not for you. So whatever. Yeah, we like giving an hour, hour and a half show at best, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently Joe got it and he had taken a drug. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce what how to say it, but uh, essentially it was approved by the FDA for human use. And like a lot of human drugs, like my dog, my uh, wife's former dog, he took a anti-seizure medicine. It was for adults or for humans, but he could take it as well because... Some drugs that are for humans can be used with animals, and I guess one of the um, 
drugs that he was taking was a it was for horses. And within three days, he had gotten clear of it. Really? And I guess people on the left side of uh, politics really were kind of pissed at him because, you know, he said this is a good thing that, you know, you don't need the vaccine. You can live through this, you know, and kind of along the same lines of the uh, hydrochloroquine that that Trump was touting and these therapeutics, you know, the vaccine isn't for everyone. I I am said many a times on here that I'm not a I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm I would fight it tooth and nail. If there are therapeutics or essentially, you know, getting COVID, what is what do you have to do? We can ask the king. You sit in a hotel room for two weeks until it passes through you and you live. As long as you're a relatively healthy person, it shouldn't affect you too tremendously. And taking maybe a therapeutic or, you know, any type of minor drug or whatever, not a vaccine. And essentially, I don't even like calling it a vaccine anymore because it's more like a shot, like a flu shot, may not help you. And everybody's body's different. No, There's not one cookie cutter thing that's going to work for everyone. And to me, this vaccine isn't it. And for people to be giving Joe Rogan hell on it is to me a little stupid and it's a little hypocritical for people to sit there and say things like this and not only that but joe rogan is he's not a young guy i mean he's probably what i'd say in his 50s rogan yeah he's been around he's been around for a long time in entertainment Mm -hmm. and he got through it in three days you know a guy i worked with had it for pretty much a night you know, it, he had it. He felt shitty for a day, and after that, he was fine. Not for another. So day. look at Joe Rogan. He, I mean, the dude's like fucking. I don't think there's an ounce of fat on that guy. <laughs> it was probably too scared. You know, he did host Fear Factor. Maybe he kind of gave it like an option. Yeah, it, it, it he ate so many of those out. friggin' uh, hissing cockroaches that he doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. But. Yeah, I just I find it very just uh, ridiculous that people are so hell bent on this uh, this vaccine. And Joe Rogan is fifty four years old, so I mean he's not uh, what I would consider a young guy. I mean he's middle aged like and road, yeah. in phenomenal shape. Why would you if if you don't feel like you need this? Why do you need to get it? Right. Well, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to a point where it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, I mean, I know this wasn't on our uh, thing, but I guess uh, Biden just uh, put something out that if an employee has over 100 people that they need to get vaccinated, you know, if a company has more than 100 employees and it is put up a firestorm on uh, social media. Why is anyone listening to this guy? They talked about how, you know, Trump was a... What was that? I said, why is anyone even listening to this guy anymore after, after everything that just happened? He obviously Don't can't make me. a fucking decision. He just fucks everything up. Like, just shut the fuck up. Bide your time in there yeah. and get the fuck out. And his his approval rating is dipping. Of course. For as much as gas is going up, his approval rating is going up. You the know opposite. what? And I couldn't be any fucking happier. And, I'm, and I hate saying yeah. that because I always want a president to do well. Even, you know... I wasn't a big Obama fan, but I wanted the guy to do well because he's representing our country. This joke and his imbecile vice president are just are fucking tanking this country like it's never been seen before. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now he he is making Jimmy Carter look like friggin the greatest president ever. I mean, it's just it's it's so bad. It is just unbelievably bad. And. You know what? You, you all just, fucking you wanted this, and now you got it. You know what? And this shows that um, when you vote off of feelings, mm-hmm. instead of using your fucking brain and actually doing research, I mean, this is a this should be a wake up call to everyone. You know, and they they called Trump a dictator, and they called him Hitler, and they called him all these things, and this guy is coming out with. Right when he first got in, he did all these uh, executive orders. He's been pretty much wrong on every pol- you know policy type thing that he's been making. The 
the southern border, the Afghan crisis, this whole COVID thing, it, it, everything, it's just for as much as they bitched about Trump and everything bad he did when he was really doing good is the opposite right now. But you're not hearing any praise from this guy. Like all these these 80 million people that voted for him, you're not here. You're hearing crickets from them about how good he's doing. No one's sitting there saying, oh, what he's doing is really good. And it's just it, it's shocking that you, you and people need to wake up like the media isn't putting out anything negative. It's like, like what, what else, like what wake up call do you need to mm-hmm. see that this is a fuck system? Mm-hmm. Everything about it. And I mean, we've been, we've been going on about this for how long now on this show. And it's just, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I've been saying this for years and you know, I got called every name in the book and, you know, people sat there and, and, you know, laughed at me when I would say things like this. And I don't know, maybe I'm right. I mean, it's just, it's funny that you're, you're seeing it going on in real time. And it's almost like that train wreck, like you see it coming, but you're like, I can't stop it. And no matter what I say, ain't going to change anything. And the people that are like, ah, those trains won't hit. They're not. They're not even acknowledging it, even though there's a path of devastation along the lines. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um. All right. Well, before we go, um, I just want to mention, uh, just touch briefly. I don't want to really get into because we got we got to hop out of here. It's getting late. Um, but uh, when this episode drops. Um, it will be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we, we always talk in this podcast how fucked this country is. Uh, let's try and remember how 20 years ago after, you know, the buildings fell and what next couple months after that everyone was patriotic and, you know, you're proud to be American. You can just kind of take some time out today and just think about all those people whose lives uh, were lost that day 20 years ago. You know, the FDNY, NYPD, all the people in those buildings at the Pentagon on United 93 and anyone who was affected by those days events. Uh, just think of them and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, just, just remember them. I mean, there's not much you really can do at this point. And just, uh, you know, it's a, it was a shitty day. Um, but uh, w- one day I hope this country can come together again and be like it was. Yeah, I mean- after that and, and unfortunately the you know the big slogan of it was never forget and it seems like we did yeah it, honestly you're right it, i feel like it, i feel like a lot of people have and um it's uh it's really sad because uh i mean i haven't i i i i think about i mean there's a documentary on hulu um called uh, one day in america 911 six parts it's by national geographic and it's it's just the day. It's not anything after the day, really. It's not anything before the day. I mean, they'll touch on stuff here and there, but it's all documented footage from, like, anyone who was recording on a video camera in Manhattan that day, really. Like, they showed, like, the helicopter, the, the uh, footage from the helicopter that was circling the Twin Towers, and it's really... Some stuff is really hard to watch. The first episode was tough to get through. Um, but I really recommend this if you really want to kind of watch something just to kind of, you know, just to remember it by and just, uh, it's a tough watch. It's very good. Um, I watched five episodes and there's six, uh, it's a six part series. So, uh, if you have some time today or any time this weekend or this, even this week coming up, like sit down and watch, watch a few episodes if you can. It's, it's, it's very well done. So <clears throat> that's all I really have to say. Um, and when you're not doing that, you can follow us on Twitter, <laughs> Pull in the Ring PC, Instagram, Bull Ring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. You can uh, find us on Spotify, Podbean, Podcoin, uh, Google Podcast, and Apple Music. Please hit the subscribe button and rate and review us so other people can find us. And if you're ever recording a podcast, make sure it's recording. Because, that's uh, key. yeah. Uh, I gotta be not ner- I'm honest. I'm a little nervous uh, hitting the stop button <laughs> because if this doesn't record, I'm this 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 computer is going over the fucking deck. 
Uh, anything you'd like to add before we go? No, no, no. That's the, I think you had an appropriate ending to it. Thank you. I, I like to think that I did. Uh, well, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring. you at the wrist or does it make more sense